Hey, it's Carla Farrell from the Steve Harvey Morning Show on the iHeart Podcast Network, talking AT&T. We've all got a lucky friend, the one who wants a big new TV and boom, suddenly that TV's on sale. Some people always seem to get the best opportunities or the best deals. Well, now some people are all people at AT&T because AT&T is giving all of their customers, both new and existing, the same great deals. That's right, everybody can get in on great AT&T deals all the time. Visit att.com slash best deals to learn more. Restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Samsung. Moms help everyone be their most epic selves. So for Mother's Day, help mom be her most epic with Samsung Galaxy Gifts. Like a smartwatch with next-level fitness tracking. Or the statement-making Galaxy Z Flip 5G that lets mom flex her style. This year, celebrate what makes mom epic with Samsung Galaxy. Like a million bucks, bucks, things in its cups. Mm-hmm. Y'all tell me who could it be for Steve Harvey? Oh, yeah. And listen to me. Mm-hmm. Put your hands together for Steve Harvey. Put your hands together. I sure will. Good morning, everybody. You are listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only, Steve Harvey. Got a radio show. <laughs> Tickling me this morning. Steve Harvey got a radio show. Filled with nothing but joy and hope about it, too. You know, it's a great thing to be able to wake up in the morning with, with peace in your heart and joy. Peace and joy is, 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 is immeasurable. It, it has a value attached to it, and, and I have no idea what it is. It's invaluable. It is worth so much more than, than any amount of money you can make. Peace and joy. Um, I, I have not always had that. I have not always been 
a peaceful person or, or a person who lived his life um, in, in a joyous spirit. It took an arrival at this moment. Some people arrive sooner than others. Um, I wish I had arrived at this point sooner. But I think it was necessary for me to learn a few things, too. That's, that's the amazing thing I've learned about life, is that instead of reflecting on your past uh, uh, incidences and calling them failures, instead of focusing on the negative and, and calling them bad times, um, I look at them now as experiences. I had to have those experiences that were negative, that were good, positive, wrong, evil. I had to have all those experiences to become, uh, to shape who we are today. We all have to have them. If you look back at all the negative experiences you've had, all the things that you called failures, all the businesses I started that went under, all of the jobs I had that I was fired from, all the shows that were canceled, all of the times I I thought I was going to get something happening my way and turned out I didn't get it at all. When you look at all of it, all of it, hopefully along the way what you have done as a person is you've taken those negatives and those failures and you've used them for what they actually are. They are experiences. And they've now created in you an experienced person. And you know, uh, that is worth something. That's Then it becomes a positive. But what too many people do is they let the negative things that have happened in their life, they allow the failures that have happened in them lives never to manifest themselves as experiences. And you sit up there and you dwell on it and you dwell on it until you have this woe is me attitude. Stop looking at it like that, y'all. You go through things in order to become the person that you are today. I'll tell you who you sometimes have to sit down and talk to. Sometimes you ought to sit down to an inmate that really gets it. An inmate that says, man, I've actually heard inmates say it to me and write to me. and, and, And they've said things like, man, Coming to prison saved my life. Now, those of you who have never got, how can he say a thing like that? But, but, but some men know, man, I was so far out there that if I'd have stayed out there, I wouldn't even be here today. This actually allowed me to stop, spend some time with myself, and learn some things about me. Now, does that happen for everybody like that? No. But here's a person who has taken an experience that could be considered a failure or a negative and turning it into a positive and using it to enrich their lives. You can do it no matter what your set of circumstances is. I recommend to everybody that you try changing your outlook in order to change your outcome. Everything that happens to you that's negative or you consider a failure, they're experiences. You've got to go through these things in order to have the knowledge that you have today. So I wish that I had come to this arrival that I'm in now, this place of peace and joy. But then guess what? I would not know what I know. I could not share some of the things that I'm able to share if I had not gone through some of them. And sometimes that's the purpose of them, is to teach you a lesson. Because, you know, God has a plan for you. He really, really does. And eventually he can use you no matter how old you are. And he can use you no matter how young you are. If you just say, okay, I'm ready to hear your plan. I've tried mine. Mine ain't worked out. Mine was not a good plan. What's your plan for me, God? What do you want me to do? 
That's why I say every day, Steve Harvey got a radio show, y'all. Because, man, I ain't see it coming. I didn't see that coming. I ain't see this book coming. I ain't seen I ain't seen half of the amazing things that have happened to me. I didn't plan them. I was sitting there, man, asking God for some direction. And then I got smart enough to stay watchful, be a hard worker now, because faith without works is dead. And it came. And I'll remind you of this. God has given all of you a gift. Every last one of you listening has a gift. God has never created a soul that he did not provide a gift to. God gives everyone a gift. And a gift is not just singing, rapping, entertainment. The richer gifts are much more than that. Teachers are gifted people who really have the gift of sharing information. That's a gift. You know, um, and in that you can become great. You know, uh, a lot of people think that successful and greatness is the same thing. Cornell West said it at my daughter's graduation. He was a spokesperson. He said something so pointed. He said, don't ever confuse success with greatness. The two have nothing to do with each other. See, people determine success about money and fame and all this here. But greatness, greatness ain't got nothing to do with your money. It ain't got nothing to do with your fame. It's how you conduct your life. It's how meaningful and significant you become in your community, at your church, on your job, to the Cub Scout unit that you run, to the little girls' lives that you change, that that little center in the hood where you just one place of hope to so many people and they come back. And I used the example of Lou Danzler who passed away in L.A., who had the Boys and Girls Challenges Club out in L.A., and he wasn't a rich man at all. And if you walk by him, you wouldn't even know who he was. But if you look at all the people who have gone on to become politicians, who have gone on to become CEOs, who have gone on to become athletes that have passed through this man's small building in the hood in L.A., he was great. And all of you have greatness in you at something. It's just you got to submit yourself to God and say, okay, what was your plan for me? Certainly it wasn't to become an inmate. Certainly it wasn't to become a drug dealer. Certainly it wasn't to become a womanizer. Certainly it wasn't to become a stripper. Certainly God didn't create you for this. He had a plan for you. He just waiting on you to ask him what it is. And when you're praying about it, that's when the change comes in your life. That you can open up yourself and submit yourself and say, hey God, what is this for me? And you ain't got to be perfect, because please know I ain't. I ain't even close. But guess what? What they got to do with you loving God and God loving you? Trust me, man. Prayer changes things. I say it all the time. But when you see people become successful or great, there's somebody praying somewhere. May not even be them. Maybe it's their mama. You know, I think of Tiger Woods and all the greatness he's accomplished. You know, they, they always talk about his father and all this here. Somebody somewhere praying for Tiger Woods. I got cash money riding on that. Tiger Woods' mom is a praying woman or something. My mother was. She prayed me into this place because she used to call me all the time praying for you, boy. You know, wasn't no, you, you know, you can always come here and get yourself something to eat. And you, your daddy said you can come in here, always need a place to sleep, you can come here. She was always praying for me. And prayer changes things. It really does. Try it today. It can change you. It has changed millions of people. Open up yourself to the greatness that's in you because God has given you a gift. Now, the fact that you ain't using it, who fault you think that is? I'm just telling you, you got one. And if you start praying about it, it'll manifest itself. 
and you can become one or two things, successful or great, or both. You can make the decision today. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, may I have your undivided attention, please? As I do every day, I ask for this because we need it. This is the Steve Harvey Morning Show. It starts kind of like this every day, but then sometimes I flip the script because I just feel like it. This is the one format that offers me the freedom where people can get more of an insight of what Steve Harvey really thinks. This is not Family Feud. This is not Little Big Shot. This is not the daytime talk show that has me in a bubble. You get a closer view of how I really am. Ladies and gentlemen, this here is me. Thank you. Shirley Strawberry. Hey, what realness, up? realness, what's happening? 100, what's happening? Paula What's up, 100? Facts, just facts. That's what yeah, Junior on vacation and Jay coming here when he want to. Tommy. <laughs> I'm in the building, baby, right here. Let's get it. It's Thursday. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, man. All right, all right. What he do today? <laughs> I know you're talking about the president. I know. <laughs> what I know did you he are. do today? <laughs> what don't he do, bro? Hey, man, let me tell you <laughs> no. something. After the speech the other night, mm-hmm. the whole again. speech about unity, bipartisan, you know, it's going to be so good. What is uh, that like the that? world, uh, you know, we just want to reach across the aisles and do more. We want to eradicate cancer from kids. We want both parties to negotiate and everything. Next day, mm. he called Adam Schiff. He called yesterday. him a der- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yesterday, he called him a derogatory name. What did he call this I, man? Let me see. Let's see. I didn't Something hear it. I didn't see, see much much news today. I I wasn't, and I just walked past the TV, and there it was. President Trump calls Adam Schiff. Something I, need, I, I need that FT on that name, though. You, you dropping that F. <laughs> Make it stronger for me. Oh, you no. think the man's last name is Adam? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying, Steve, missing that F. Yeah. Adam Schiff. Schiff, yeah. Okay. He thinks he's saying something else. <laughs> he says he said he's a... Wait. Oh, what did he say? Yesterday. I, I didn't anyway. see that, Steve. Yeah, I didn't see it oh, either. I did. I saw the highlights of the speech they kept talking about that. Yeah. Why does oh, he keep no, no, surprising no. y'all? I don't get that. Who? Trump. Who? The president? Political. Yeah. Wait. Um, he doesn't surprise me. Oh, no, no, no. Over him. Well, well, I'm gonna take that back. He do surprise me sometimes. He well, really he do. does surprise me. I mean, <clears throat> he is very surprising. You would not think what he says actually is from the president's mouth, our president, the president of yeah, this country's after, mouth. After the first six months, y'all, he, do, he, he he consistent. No, but he keeps taking it to another level. You yeah. go, I mean, time and time again, we're going, oh, can you believe he said that? Oh, can you believe he said that? Oh, you know, no, I mean, this no, is all the I time mean, you know now. What, Tommy, really, I've oh been God. surprised a few times by this dude. Okay. I really did. He called him a political hack. hack. Yeah, a That's political what I hack. Saw. That was yeah. it. All right, listen. Coming up so at thirty-two. Much for <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thirty-two. Later. Coming up at thirty-two after the hour, guys. George Clinton, P. Funk, George Clinton, is uh, ready to say goodbye to the road. We'll talk about it uh, right after this. Some some moments right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
Well, Steve, your man, George Clinton, says he's ready to say goodbye to the road, okay? He's almost man. 78 years old. He's a legendary performer, needless to say. He just announced his final tour with Parliament Funkadelic, uh, dubbed the One Nation Under a Groove Tour. I love it. Mm. He says, I would love to keep on doing this, but I'll be 78 in a few more months. Wow. That's what he told Rolling Stone magazine. He said, even though I feel like I'm just getting started, the reality is the group needs to go ahead and keep it going. We've got a new vibe in the band, and they've been carrying it for the last three years. I've been up there representing for the people, representing for people, but they've actually been turning the place out. They've actually been turning the place out, and we've been selling out for the last five years every night. So, Steve... I mean, I know P-Funk is one of your favorite groups of all time. George Clinton made my funk to P-Funk. Wait, wait, here he comes. I know, I hear him. Let's go. Boom, boom. Well, all right. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. We're about to take off now. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Here we go. On the one, two, let's go. Make my funk the P-Funk. I wants to get funked up. Make my funk the P-Funk. I want my funk uncut. I want the bomb. I want the P-Funk. I want my funk stepped on. Oh, make my funk the P-Funk. I want my funk undone. Hey! Boom, boom. Well, all right. What, what about that atomic dog, though, Steve? Uh-uh. Uh, you can't surely. I'm just asking. Surely. Not that's right now. Jam. It's too early. I know that. Can't you early. better not find that right now. <laughs> can't you better not in the middle of this bit right now. You can't play that, man. You better not find that right now and drop that thing in here. And we don't want to hear all that barking. You know, and, you um, know it's coming. Uh-oh. Too early. Now, if you tell me you wore a diaper to the concert, I'm done. No, here. No. No. Oh, we're not going to play all that and not put this flashlight up in here. We got to drop this flashlight, please. Please. Oh, for the Kappas. We got to do that. Steve doesn't agree with that, though. Yes. Boy, let me tell you, boy, I'm sophomore year. I, I got my cane. I'm trying to get to the floor. You don't understand, man. We're going around the room. Yes, Steve. Just don't drop your yes. cane. Just don't drop it. Don't drop it. Come on. You, you, I, what, Steve? You're mumbling. They don't. Uh, don't say nothing crazy. The Kappas in that song. They don't mention the They don't have to mention the Kappas in that song. Why is he whispering, Steve? The Kappa can hear you. Why are you whispering? But they've adopted that song as their theme song. They can't. Well, by now, surely they probably have a, these young guys probably have a different theme song. But in my era, this was the song. And there is no other song for the cues. Okay. Right. Okay. To this day. Well, they haven't made another dog song. They make another dog song. There ain't no more. (laughs) That will forever go down. Okay. Yippee yay, yippee yay. Okay. All right. And they wrote it for me. He always gets This is mad. a story about a dog. <laughs> a famous dog. A rhythmic dog. Atomic dog. I didn't even know that was for me, and then I messed around and got famous. 
Oh. This is a story about a dog. Mm -hmm. That's you. Famous dog. Mm -hmm. Rhythmic dog. Mm -hmm. Atomic dog. Why must I feel like that? Why must mm -hmm. I chase the cat? Mm -hmm. It's nothing but the dog in me. George Clinton, he is a legend, obviously, uh, 78 oh yeah. years old. And so for the younger generation that's listening, how can you break it down as to the type of music, the funk, and what he brought to the stage and, and, and the concert experience? Like I've never been to a concert. <laughs> Oh, oh, I oh, have. You haven't? Oh, I have. Oh, I have. Uh -uh. Oh, 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 Shirley, oh, it's off the oh, chain, oh, right? What? Oh, yes. You leave out of there yes. exhausted, Tommy. Yeah. Don't really. <laughs> Dog, you ain't seen the mothership open? What? I never saw the mothership. You never saw you the diapers? You never seen the diapers? The mothership connection? I saw, you know, I saw the album covers. I, I never went to a concert. Wow. Man. First Tommy, of all, I'm looking at you a little differently. First of all, <laughs> you mad? Yeah. Uh, George Clinton made it. famous the instrument called Moog Prodigy. Mm -hmm. okay. The Moog Prodigy. It it looked like a guitar, but it was a keyboard. Mm -hmm. But he set it down, and he could he had it had a bend wheel on it. He made it famous in a lot of his songs, Aqua Boogie. Uh, he this Moog Prodigy was different sound. They created a funk sound. They were the creators of funk. Mm -hmm. mm. Now other groups had various forms, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but the richest, most soulful form of funk ever created in music came from George Clinton Parliament Funkadelic. They lived it too. They did. Yes, it was they? almost rock and roll to funk, but they took all the rock and roll and turned it into rock and soul funk. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was ugly, man. Mm. I like that. I like and that. And they had boys playing with them that was that was doggone nasty. Maceo, mm -hmm. damn Boosie College. <laughs> they had people back there, man, could play <laughs> instruments. And Parliament. Funkadelic man created a funk in the 70s that was never been matched. And you can't know what they were until you saw that. But if you listen to their albums, it was all over there. It was such a new, contorted sense of funk. Lord Jesus. Yes, Knee deep, baby. Deep. That's oh, my favorite song, Knee Deep. That's Knee my deep. favorite favorite yeah, from them. Yeah. All right, coming up next, it is the man who's never seen Parliament Funkadelic live. <laughs> Loser. Yeah. This little boy. <laughs> he even <laughs> named a prank after the, after one of their songs, Aqua Boogie. Run that prank <laughs> back. Coming up <laughs> with the nephew right after this. Can't believe you, Nev. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour in entertainment news, we're going to tell you about Motown 60 and the Oscars are still hostless. All right, nephew, what you got for us with your prank? Shirley, Shirley, brother needs some help with this child support. You know what I'm saying? No. No, I don't. Brother <laughs> needs some help with this child support. I ain't asking for much. Job. You were talking to a single parent for a long time. I do not I, understand. I, <laughs> you have no tolerance. I'm not asking for much. <laughs> Damn help. You better not ask me to help. <laughs> Boy. Take a listen. Brother needs some help with this child support. Whatever. Here it is. Hello? Hello, my sweet. To Darius? This is me? Who is this? 
Hey, Darius, my, my name is Lewis, man. Lewis, I work at Tech up there with you. Uh, we met when you first, your first week at the job we met, man. My name is Lewis. I work on the third floor. Uh, you, you'll know me when you see me. You say, say Lewis? Uh, yeah, Lewis. No, I don't remember no Lewis, man. You know, I, I, I met a lot of people on that, you know, that first day, the first week. You know, I'm just really getting acclimatized to the, to the whole situation, bro. I don't, I, I, I just kind of remember it's all good. It's all good. Don't even worry about it, man. Let me answer this here, though. Uh, how long have you been with us now, man? Uh, man, about a strong month, man. I'm really enjoying it, man. Just really getting the swing and getting the hang of everything. So, man, I'm just really enjoying it. It's a great company, man. I'm just happy to be a part of something bigger than myself. You know what I mean? I, I so, yeah, man. Hey, well, you know what, man? We got to get you out, man, because, you know, all the brothers, man, we get together and hang out on certain nights. You know, we like okay. you know, once a month, we might we might get out on the Thursday. Man. So you got you to gotta come hang out with us, man. We got to get you out. Yeah, man. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm running, hey, listen, man. I'm, I'm listen, just trying to make new friends, you know, however I, I do it. For, for sure, man. I, I, I call you, though. I call you, though, Darius, because I'm, I'm in a little bit of a jam, though, man. And I, I, I was trying to get somebody to help me out, man. And by you being a, a, you know, just came into the company, man, you know, it might be something you can actually help me out with, man. I just, you know, I, I hate to come in and, and lean on the friendship before we even get started and hang out yet. But I, I just I just need a little bit of help, man. I'm just hoping maybe you'd be open to maybe helping me out on something. I'm always willing to help a brother out, bro. It just, just depends on what you talk about. You know what I'm saying? But okay, check this out, man. I ain't really want to tell nobody at the job. You know, uh, I, don't, I ain't really trying to let nobody know my business or whatever. But but here's the deal, man. Dude, I done got myself in, in a serious jam, man. I got I got a baby on the way, man. And huh? and uh, I got that's I got a crazy, baby on man. the way. That's, that's great, man. That's a great thing. No, 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 no. Huh? Listen, man. Listen. Just hear me out, though, Derek. I got, I got a baby on the way, but this ain't, uh-huh. this ain't, this ain't, this ain't my, this ain't from my wife, man. You see what oh. I mean? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh. So I'm in a now, and the baby do like in the next, you know, six weeks. The baby probably gonna be here. But but check this out. Oh, you come man. Here. But check this out. Here's what I was trying to get, see if you could do for me, man. Is it okay. any way, because I know you just now, you probably you probably, you probably probably ain't even got your second check yet. You know what I'm saying? No, so, no, man. Wait a minute. So it, wait a but, but is there any way, man, that you might maybe, like, claim this baby for me on your, on, on your, uh, 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 you know, where they take the child support out of your, out of your check? If they take the child support out of your check, wait, wait, but I hook, wait, wait. But, but no, listen, listen to me though. They take the child support out of your check, but I'm gonna give it back to you. I'm gonna give it back to you. I just don't want my wife to find out. You see what I'm saying? Man, what? Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, man. You mean? I mean, you asking me about money out my out my check? Uh, no, but I'm gonna give it back to you every two weeks when you get your check. I'm gonna, oh, be, I'm gonna give. Man, no. you, man, you got to be out your damn mind, man. I don't even know you, man. What the, man? Man, I got all, man, I got a wife and kids of my own. You got your man. Take no, 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 listen, but Darren, listen to me, man. Damn fool, man. Human resource. Who you got a human resource to take some money out my mother? I was somebody who take some money out my mother. I got a friend in human resources. Damn man, man. Some money out my check for some. You did? Man, I got my own kids to take care of. There's money coming out of my own damn check. For my own kids. You tell me what's wrong with you, man. Dude, how, how you get my damn number anyway, man? 
Oh, no, no, I got your number from one of the, one of the guys at the job, man. One of the what, what the guys, man? I don't know, man. What guys, man? Are you on the phone talking this, man? Talking about we got to hang out, man. We got to hang out, man. I ain't never support. So you can hit me with this bull. You talking about now, man? Hey, I bet you this. I bet you right now a red mother better come out my damn check, man. Or we gonna have surprise. What's what's your name again? Who are you? My name, my name, Lewis. Lewis who? Lewis who? My name, Lewis. Lewis, I don't know no Lewis, man. You know Lewis is where I work at, man. Lewis, no, man. we we met we met the first couple of days you got there, man. been there. Need a little help with your support. You know what no, I'm saying? No, we haven't. Uh-uh. Don't, don't put us off. Nope. No, we haven't. <laughs> All right, coming up, we're going to tell you about Motown 60 and the Oscars still have no host. Coming up right after this. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up in 34 minutes, um, we're going to tell you about a new theory that James Brown, the godfather of soul, was murdered. 
Okay. Man. I saw that. Yeah. Did you see that on CNN? I saw that. Yeah, yeah on CNN, CNN, man. Yeah, they're they're saying that there's a possibility that uh, the Godfather of Soul could have been murdered by, um, by a doctor, right? Yeah, we're gonna we'll we'll get into it a little later. That's okay. coming up in about 34 minutes. But uh, first, in today's entertainment news, the Motown 60. This is a Grammy celebration TV special, which is going to feature a long list of legends. Uh, Smokey Robinson, what a legend uh, himself. He's going to co-host the April 21st CBS event with Steve, one of the kings, Cedric the Entertainer. Cedric, baby! Rounding out the cast are fellow Motown... Say what now? Uh, Cedric the Entertainer is going to co-host Motown 60, a Grammy celebration for TV. Yeah. Come with on, Smokey. Come on, boy. With Smokey, though, right? Yeah, well, said go ahead and carry all that weight <laughs> on the jokes. Said is there for jokes. <laughs> Smokey is there for knowledge. Yeah, rounding out the cast. Last. Stevie Wonder, Thelma Houston, Martha Reeves, Valerie Simpson, Boys to Men, and the one and only, the diva of all divas, Miss Diana Ross. I know that's love her, love her, love her, love her. If they can do anything close to what they did in the on twenty five, remember twenty five? Oh yes, everybody. (sighs) That's when Michael Jackson went into the stratosphere. After that, with Billie Jean. Yeah, come on now, Marvin Gaye was there. Motown 25 was the greatest music special in the history of music. Yes. Motown 25 was greater than any Grammys we've ever seen. Yes. Michael Jackson and the Jackson performance was the greatest. The greatest, two greatest Grammy performances I've ever seen. Michael Jackson at the Grammys. I think it was the Grammys. One year he did Smooth Criminal. His sister Janet stood up and was just crying and clapping. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then when Michael Jackson did Man in the Mirror with the choir behind him at the Grammys. The next greatest Grammy performance I ever saw, uh, Kendrick Lamar. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Kendrick, oh, yes. La- Kendrick Lamar's performance at the Grammys the other year mm-hmm. was one after Michael Jackson. Yeah. I've never seen nothing greater than that. Wow. I'm with you when you're right now. And I called him and told him that, man. Oh, what did he say? You didn't even tell us. What did he say? Oh man, oh man. Be it's humble. Honor. Oh yeah, he was a good brother, man. Be humble. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Man, I'm calling my grandma, man. Steve Harvey called me. Man. <laughs> that has to be that has to be something special for the young guys out there now to get love from you, Steve. I'm sure. I mean, you know, you know, mm-hmm. man, the ones that's respectful. You know, mm-hmm. everybody's not respectful, and, and I get that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, here's the deal though with me as a man, you don't have to like me. Mm-hmm. You really don't. But you do have to respect me, though. And you should respect me. Because I respect everybody's body of work. Mm -hmm. I respect everybody's existence in this world. I respect you. You may not be my dude. You know, we ain't hanging or nothing like that. But it's a lot of people I don't hang with that I respect. Mm -hmm. Well, let let me say this, though. All y'all that's calling him uncle, I'm going (laughs) to let that slide. Okay, I'm gonna that. let that slide. But y'all do have y'all own damn uncles in y'all family, though. Y'all do. Why y'all ain't hollering at them? I'm just saying. Get your own Steve. uncle, man. Damn. Wait, I'm upset though. Did Did you not say Otis Williams, The Temptations? Did I Did I not? Uh, ain't, a, ain't nobody coming to see you, Ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. Ain't nobody coming to see you. my movie. All right, listen, we got to go to Miss Ann, Steve. Let's go.
Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Ann Tripp. Much, everybody. Good morning, everybody. This is Ann Tripp. And I've got the news. President Trump says that ISIS has lost nearly all of its territory, all of the territory that they once controlled. It should be formally announced sometime, probably next week, that we will have 100 percent of the caliphate. But I want to wait for the official word. I don't want to say it too early. But, of course, he just did. The president's pulling U.S. troops out of Syria. You know that. However, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo says ISIS remains a menace so that the others and other states, other countries need to try to step in and try to stabilize that region. Defense Secretary Jim Mattis, you may remember, quit over the pullout decision because he reportedly thought the move was uh, too premature. Virginia's governor, the lieutenant governor, and its attorney general, all Democrats, all facing allegations of misconduct right now. The controversy began with revelations of a race picture on the page of the governor's medical school yearbook. There were calls for him to step down. He hasn't done it so far. And those calls, by the way, came from those in his own party. Then the lieutenant governor, who would have been next, who would succeed him and who is black, was accused of sexually assaulting a woman now several years ago. And now the attorney general, who would have been third in line, also a Democrat, admitting that he once wore blackface to a Halloween party back in the day. Now, the woman accusing the lieutenant governor, Justin Fairfax, is a professor of politics in California. Her name is Vanessa Tyson, was saying her name because she's come out with her own name. She's saying her name. Uh, She says Fairfax assaulted her in 2004 when they were both attending a Democratic National Convention. Ms. Tyson says consensual kissing ended in a forcible sex act. Lieutenant Governor Fairfax put his own statement out. He calls Tyson's allegations surprising and hurtful, but adds that it's nevertheless important to, quote, listen to women when they come forward with allegations of sexual assault uh, or harassment. Both sides have lawyered up there. And meanwhile, Alabama's attorney general, get this, refusing to prosecute the white cop who shot and killed the young black man who was legally armed and trying to stop a crime. An Army veteran uh, who the white officer just assumed was the suspect in a shooting in a Birmingham shopping mall. The prosecutor's office found that the police officer was reacting to a perceived threat. He says the victim, Emantic Bradford Jr., was working security at the mall. He chased two shooters down, had one of them on the ground. He had a licensed gun. He was holding it for the police. Witnesses say the local cop comes and shoots Bradford without asking him to put his gun down or anything. Attorney Benjamin Crump says Emantic Bradford's only crime was being black. Actor Liam Neeson's latest flick, a Pursuit, comes out today, but the schedule star-studded red carpet for its opening has been canceled because of his recent statements. Today is National Lame Duck Day. It is. Now back to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Does Virginia have any high-ranking officials who deserve to be in office? State Attorney, no. <laughs> State Attorney General Mike Herring has admitted that he, too, once wore blackface. What? What in the world? Who said this? <laughs> State Attorney General Mark Herring, he's admitted that he, too, once wore blackface. What Wait, is going on nobody in Virginia? in the damn city. Who is selling on? all this shoe polish, though? That's what I want. <laughs> Who is selling all this? They're going to mess around have to close Virginia legislative house. There ain't going to be nobody up there. Steve, what did the governor say about that shoe polish stuff one more time? He said, listen to me, you know, uh, when I did Michael Jackson, I only put a little bit under each eye because uh-huh. everybody knows how hard it is to get black shoe polish off your face. No, we don't. Right? No, no, no. Everybody doesn't know. I'm sorry, no, dog. Don't. 
I've never had none on. Okay. I've caught hell getting it off my fingertips. <laughs> right. After polishing my shoes where it belongs. All right, listen, let's get back to the state ad- attorney general of Virginia, Mark Herring. He's admitted uh, that he, too, has worn blackface. Uh, he says that he wore an Afro wig and makeup as part of a costume as a rapper at a party at the University of Virginia back in 1980. Most what recently, no, he probably said, well, they're going to find out anyway. Yeah, so I mean, they digging up yeah. pictures now. Let me go on, come on. And I'm so sorry. Yes. <laughs> Most recently, of course, we just talked about Governor Ralph uh, Nordham. Uh, he came under fire when his page in a medical school yearbook surfaced showing someone in blackface. Uh, and another person wearing a KKK hood and robe. And uh, then Lieutenant Governor Justin Fairfax has been hit with a sexual assault allegation, though he denies that. Was that in blackface? I, I mean, come on. Okay. This is ridiculous. This, well, he's black. You know Fairfax me. is yeah. black. Okay, this would so, bother me. Yes, it was. In, in, in school, in school, you, if you're a theater major, you got to take scenery, you got to take costume, you got to take makeup. Mm-hmm. They got makeup. All right, that's, that's brown, that matches, dark brown. That matches our tones, yes. I, I ain't never seen nobody with no damn shoe polish. That's that's the trip part. Yeah, that, that's Who puts the, that wrong, That's insulting. See, the black face is to put the extra spin on it. Mm-hmm. And what some people don't understand is black face, that's right. what white right. people did to mock right. us in theater. Because right. they didn't want You're no absolutely. blacks in the theater. So to act a black, they put extra big lips on it, real black mm-hmm. makeup. When we come back, just let me tell you something real quick about the Apollo Theater. All right. And uh, coming up at 34 after the hour, we're also going to tell you about this brand new theory that the godfather of soul, James Brown, was murdered. That's coming up right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. We're going to get into the James Brown story in in just a moment. I know you guys are waiting for that. But, Steve, you wanted to finish a thought you had earlier. Well, you know what? Mm -hmm. See, the blackface is so so insulting to African Americans because it was used to mock us back in the day. Not only did there was such a hatred for black people, you're seeing it today even. And when you bring it up, you bring that period up. But it was also kept us out of theater because we weren't allowed to be in theater. So when when they wanted to show a black, they always put them up in a demeaning way Mm -hmm. by putting black shoe polish on their face, big pink lips, and and the black face person was always this bumbling, slow, simple-minded person, which was their perception of of black people at that time. Quick story. Apollo Theater, Mm -hmm. the reason you have the stump in the Apollo Theater oh, the t- is because 125th Street was widened. Now, and they had to mm-hmm. chop down the Tree of Hope. The Tree of Hope stood on 125th Street where all entertainers stood, tappers, hoofers, singers, dancers, and all Broadway hopeful stood there. And they stood up under the Tree of Hope because every day on Broadway, when a white performer When a white performer came ill or twisted ankle or something, the producers of the show drove up to Harlem Mm -hmm. and picked from the Tree of Hope all the actors and actresses and singers and dancers and hoofers and tappers stood under the tree. And they called it the Tree of Hope because they hoped they got picked. Well, they could pick blacks because they knew black people could come and learn these steps and all these dance moves in a matter of 30, 40 minutes. Cause to black people, what they was doing down there in Broadway wasn't about nothing. 
so they could get these blacks to come down here and they put all the blacks in white face uh-huh. because blacks weren't allowed to perform on Broadway. Uh, oh, okay. So now yeah. they took the black person and made them white. So then when you take a white person and make them over the top shoe polish black, yeah. mm-hmm. when you degraded us mm-hmm. and kept mm-hmm. us from opportunity and mocked us as being slow mm-hmm. and mocked us as being simple-minded and incapable yeah. of full thoughts, mm-hmm. that's what blackface do to black people. And Come on with even this black history from the moment. Apollo, yes. when, you, when you knew we were the gifted ones, and mm-hmm. you picked us up from the tree of hope and you took us down to Broadway because we could learn your little Shirley Temple steps oh so quick. Your little dance moves y'all been working on all month. We could knock them down in 15, 20 minutes. You put white makeup on all these black skinned people so you wouldn't even, so no one would know they was black, but you needed them. And so when they cut the tree down, the, the performer said, no, this tree is our hope. It's got to go to the showtime at the Apollo. And that's why it sits on that stage. And that's when you bring your ass around that corner, you better rub that log. Mm. Come on now. Mm. Come on, That's Steve. the tree of hope. That's where that yeah, you're welcome. From. That is a black history moment. Yeah, <laughs> Brought that's to black you by history. the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Dog, I've been <laughs> in Harlem, man. I learned from these people. Harlem mm-hmm, taught. Mm-hmm. Harlem made me. Mm-hmm. I'm Cleveland made. I'm Welch, West Virginia produced. But I'm made in Cleveland. But Harlem made me the entertainer I am today. That's why I can host any show. You know why? Because I host Showtime at Apollo. If you want to figure out if you good or something, take your draws, put them on, and go up to the Apollo Theater. Take your draws, put them on, and go up to the Apollo Theater. You finna find out how good you are. Bruno Mars did his special from the Apollo Theater because his father told him. You thank you all that, boy, until you go to the Apollo Theater. Wow. Bruno Daddy told him that. That's why Bruno Mars, one of the greatest bands today, he went to the Apollo Theater and did his special. Because he had, he had to prove it. Yeah. Mm. That's what they say Michael Jackson used to hide in the stairwells and stuff and watch James Brown and Jackie dog, Wilson and all the greats. The greatest right. has yeah, been at the, the Apollo. Yeah. If you ain't been at the Apollo, nah, whatever. I've been there, partner. I did my six minutes up there. Do you remember this song? What? When you told me, when you told me, what's your best joke? I said, yeah, I'm going to kill him with it at the end. No, you're going to do that first. No. That do joke it first. Got to Might be not be first. no end. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you up there waiting? Coming up, it's the nephew with the prank phone call for today, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up. At the top of the hour, about four minutes after after the hour, it's my strawberry letter for today. Subject, my ex-wife ran off my fiancé. My ex-wife ran my fiancé off, okay? Wow. Yeah, wait till you hear this letter, guys. uh, Um, That almost happened. What? Why is every letter... Outside voice. Why is every letter always about him? I would have had a hell of a life. (laughs) I'm sick of these letters. (laughs) Right now, it's your nephew's turn, Uncle Steve. He's here with today's prank phone call. What you got, Neff? Brad Spanking News, Shirley. Here it is. Problem at the valet. Problem at the valet. Been we got to get this fixed. Yeah. There is a problem at the valet. Here you go. Hello? Hey, Orlando. Hey, Tommy. How's it going? Hey, man. What's going on? You doing all right? I'm doing good. Doing good. Uh, what's up? Hey, listen. I need you to do something for me. Do you need uh, your uh, your car details? There's 
No, 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 no. Not this week. Listen, I got something I want you to do for me. I'm doing a prank phone call, and I want you to call this guy and, and tell him you're the valet downstairs. Ask him for his ticket number and tell him, hey, we got a little bit of an issue, but my, my manager's going to call you back. Uh, are you sure you want me to do it? You're the valet guy. That's all you got to do. All right? Why does a Mexican guy got to be the valet guy and you get to be the manager? What's up with that? Just make this. I'm gonna click over and make the call. All I want you to do is just tell him you're you're the valet guy. Will you do that for me? All right, man. I got you. All right, all right, all right. Hang on, just hang on. Uh, hello. Uh, hello. Is this Mr. Franklin? Yes. Can I ask who's calling? Oh uh, yes. Um, I'm uh, I'm Orlando with valet. Uh, did you park a Lexus with us about 30 minutes ago? Yeah, I did. What's what's going on? What's this about? I'm just going to need your ticket number real quick. There's a small issue, and uh, once you get the ticket number, I could um, have my manager just call you back. Five three four six. But why do you why do you need my ticket number? Is there something wrong with my car? Did something happen? Um, my manager will call you back, and they'll give you all the details. Oh, okay. So so something did happen to my car. Um, once I give my manager your ticket number, uh, he'll call you back shortly, and he'll uh, tell you everything. Okay, well, can you have him give me a call as soon as possible? Because I would like to know what happened to my car if something happened. This is, I don't, I don't really understand what's going on here. I'm, I'm sorry, I, I have to go. But you can't tell me anything else before you leave? I mean, there's no details that you can give me about anything with my car? Uh, like I said, my manager will handle it. I, I have to get going. Perfect, Orlando. That's perfect. All right, I got it from here, bro. I appreciate it. Let's call him back. Hello? Hello, is this uh, is this Mr. Franklin? Yeah, this is he. Can I ask who's calling? This is Cliff, man. I'm the manager here down at the valet. Oh, great. Thank you. I've been waiting to hear from you. Oh, my God. 30 minutes ago, you you pulled in with a, they're telling me a silver or uh, light gray Lexus. Yeah, that, that's, yeah, that's my car. What What's going on with my car here? Okay, and what's your number? Is it 5346? Yeah, that's, that's my number. I mean, I already went through this with the other guy. Can you just tell me what the hell is going on with my car? Okay, are you able to come downstairs right now? No, I can't. I valeted over there. I'm at a, I'm at a, a lunch with a client somewhere else. I'm not there right now. I, why do I need to come down right now? Can you just, what is happening? Okay, so here's the deal, sir. We have a, we have a, a, a one of the um, valet workers here has gotten mad and he left. He quit the job, and he's he's gone. He's left the premise. The problem we're having right now is. We don't see your car. What you know, the f- thing you don't see? What do you, what, I'm sorry, what, what, um, okay, 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 wow, all right, so my car is gone? My f- car is gone, is that what you're telling me right now? Somebody f- quit uh, your company we're, we're, and we're, took my f-ing car? Well, well, hang on, we're looking on every floor, and we're trying to figure out if if it got parked somewhere else, but he's gone, and Wait. we're, we're, that's why we called to get your number Wait, on there. parked somewhere else, man? What the f- do you mean? Do I have a car or not? Did my car get stolen? How many floors do you have? How long does it take? I just bought that car. That is a brand new car, and now it's just vanished. Are you kidding me I, right now? Well, hold on, hold on. I understand. I understand. Let me ask you something. Is there a way? Um, is there a way maybe you can come by tomorrow and we can try to work something out and just see a? You know. No, there is no way I'm coming by tomorrow for a car that's missing today. First of all, we need to get the police involved in this. I don't even know what. Wait, 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 wait. Start off, oh, Mr. Franklin. Mr. Franklin, police right now. Mr. Franklin, we don't want to get the police involved in this. We think we can probably. Who is we? Because I damn sure want to get the police involved.
So was, I'm just saying, we are, I, I, listen, I don't want to lose my job because we lost a car. If you just give me some time to find the car, that's all I want you to do is give me some time. Let me go by this guy's house where he lives and see if the car is there. You should already be in a car driving your ass to this man's house talking to me right now, okay? The fact that you're not there is malpractice. I'm calling the police. I'm suing the building owner. I'm suing the manager. I'm suing the who made the valet box. I'm suing everybody affiliated with your Business. Do you understand me right now? Uh, okay, but listen, Mr. Franklin, why are you upset with me? I didn't do nothing. I didn't take the car. Okay? Why are you upset with you? Are you responsible for this parking lot? Are you a manager? I, what is your occupation, I'm the, sir? What I'm, do you do? I'm the manager. I'm the manager here, and Orlando called you earlier, okay? And we're trying to find out where the car is. We you are. You really feel like it. You don't even want the police involved, man. You're not trying to find shit. You're trying to cover your ass right now. I'm mad at Orlando. I'm mad at you. I'm mad at your company. I'm mad at the man who put the damn asphalt down in the parking lot. I'm mad at everybody right now, okay, Cliff? Okay, 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 but calm down. Okay, but let me ask you this here. Are you, are you, are you mad at, um, are you mad at your wife? What is the matter my wife? My wife didn't steal my damn car. Ain't your wife named Carrie? How the hell you know my wife's name? You know how I know your wife's name? Because your wife got me to call you. This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning. Oh, <laughs> damn. Franklin, you just got pranked, baby. Oh, damn. Oh, oh boy. We're going to marriage counselor for this one. This is. <laughs> Y'all have. You have. You had your boy. <laughs> She said he just bought this car. He loves this car. He outside sitting in it when he ain't going nowhere. Wow. I can't believe it. Man, it's always it's always the closest people. It's all you know, I tell you what, I tell you who is not getting to ride this car for a long time. She knows what her name is. She knows what her name is. Hey man, tell me this. What is the baddest I'm talking about the baddest radio show in the land? It's the Steve Harvey Morning Show, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. That right there? Woo. That's when you're pranking, baby. Woo. That's when you pranking. My blood pressure is up on that one, nephew. Love Tomorrow. it. Yes. Tomorrow. You already blazed into this. <laughs> I'm like, dude. Did you play tomorrow? Yeah. Oh man. Somebody gotta do it. Hey, next week, get ready. Colleen, Texas, the nephew is coming to town. I will be there Valentine's night. That is February 14th. And I will also be there the 15th and the 16th. Tickets are on sale right now. You heard me. I said it, Colleen, Texas. Nephew is coming to town twice as funny comedy club. All right? I'm coming. Right after that, West Palm Beach, Florida. Here we go, baby. Once again, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That's the 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. Nephew Tommy, the fool is on the way. You haven't cussed anybody out this year yet? I haven't. Hell yeah. I'm working. I'm, I'm, I'm still working with me. I'm okay. still Okay, I'm working with me. Trip. Okay, he ain't through with you. No, he ain't really. through with me yet. He's working with what he's doing. What he's working with me. He's just. You need to work with them W's, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, thank you, nephew. Coming up next, the strawberry letter <laughs> subject: My ex-wife ran my fiance off. Wait till you guys hear this unbelievable letter. My ex-wife ran my fiancé off. Now, Steve said this has happened to him because he's had no, a heck tried. of a life. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
All right, time now, guys, for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need some advice on relationships, on dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your letter to Steve Harvey FM, okay? And click Submit Strawberry Letter. We will make sure we try to read your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one today. And this one is a doozy. (sighs) Okay, it's a doozy. Here we go. Buckle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, the Strawberry Letter. Subject, my ex-wife ran my fiancé off. Dear Stephen Shirley, I am in a desperate need of advice. I was engaged. I'm here for you. (laughs) I was engaged to be married, but my fiancé and I recently split up after my ex-wife caused a whole lot of problems in our relationship. What? (laughs) When When my ex heard I was engaged, she called me. I told her that I was extremely happy and excited to get remarried. My ex said that she was happy for me and wished me me- wished me well, which was a big lie. Oh, this ain't about me. <laughs> a few yeah, days. Yeah, this is mine. Mine ain't never said nothing. <laughs> a few days after we talked. They never wished me well. Well, listen. Again, listen. Keep listening. Keep listening. Hey, oh, no. This is not me. Okay, cool. Go ahead. Keep shit. listening, Steve. Yeah. I'm trying. Go ahead. So ignorant, right? My ex said she was happy for me and wished me well. <laughs> what? Well, it was a big, he said it was a big lie. A few days after we talked. Shirley. Huh? This this must be Will Smith. Go ahead. <laughs> Why you say that? Because they have that great relationship. All them people be sitting together talking and stuff. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want that one. <laughs> All right, here we go. A few days after we talked, my ex created a new Facebook page, named it The Thompsons, and posted a bunch of old pictures from our wedding and family vacations. My fiance's mother saw the Facebook page and showed it to my fiance, and that's when everything hit the fan. I told my fiance that yes, I talked to my ex because she called me. I didn't call her. I told my fiance that I had no idea that the Facebook page existed because I don't deal with my ex-wife at all. My fiance didn't believe me, so she called my ex and my ex gave her an earful of lies. She told my fiance that I still try to see her and that we are still in love with each other and talk often. Of course, my fiance was all confused and didn't know who to believe, so she called off the wedding and we broke up. My ex found out about her breakup and claimed she felt awful about it, so she sent my fiance an email admitting that she lied about everything and she was sorry that she interfered. My fiance still doesn't want to marry me, and we barely talk at all now. Even though my ex admitted she was lying, I'm still suffering from what she did. Can you please offer some advice on how I can get my lady back? I I cannot stand my ex-wife for this, but I'm going to let God deal with her. I just want my fiance back. Please help. Yeah. Man, I feel you, player. That's yeah, this is this is this is funky, funky, funky right here. I I, I don't I, I don't like your ex-wife. I'm just gonna put that out there. Don't like her at all. She's a stuff starter. She's mm. a very negative person. She doesn't mm. care who she hurts. Stuff. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> she she doesn't care how many lives she destroys, how many lies uh, she tells. She doesn't care. She's cagey. She's tricky. She, all of that. Uh, it's just so wrong uh, on so many levels what she yes. did. And you're right. You're right. I'm gonna go with you when you say you're gonna let God deal with her because it's mm, not. Right. It's not. It's not, <laughs> it's not really about her. It's not really about her. Uh, I'll never do what I want him to do. It, it, it's just never about. It's not about your ex. This is about your 
most recent ex, your ex-fiance, because there was a problem in your relationship. There had to be some kind of problem on her part that you didn't know about in your relationship, a trust issue. How can she let this ex just come out of nowhere, do all this stuff, make her doubt you, okay, and, and, and do all these things, and, and believe this woman over you. And you guys are, are, are making wedding plans here, okay? Uh, yeah, she can be confused, but to just throw it all away over what she said, the woman gave her an email and said she was lying, but she doesn't know what to believe. I don't know if you're going to ever get this woman back. I, I, I really don't, because the trust is broken on her part. She doesn't trust you because your ex-ex did so much damage. And, you know, I, I mean, I'm sure you've done everything a man could do to prove to her that this is not true. You told her you didn't talk to her. You don't call her. You told her that. You told her the ex called you. You told her all that. She wasn't buying any of it. I guess there was too much evidence that she saw with, with the Facebook page and the pictures and all of that. The problem, I think, is with your most recent ex-fiance, <clears throat> excuse me, and not trusting you and not wa- not knowing what to believe and not wanting to go farther a- in this relationship. Steve? Shirley, mm-hmm. I agree with you 100%. I think you've hit it spot on. Yeah, he in trouble. Well, good. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah he washed up. He, he on the banks. He a fish that then got washed up on shore and it's low tide. He just, just flapping. Just cooking. flapping. He needed water back in desperately. Because he died. Yeah. He loved his girl. Shirley is really spot on. This is the straw that broke the camel's back. Uh, You all have had trust issues before. This was the one thing she couldn't take. What your ex did was devastating because your ex formed a Facebook page called The Thompsons. Here's your problem. The girl mama found out about it. (laughs) Say it one more time. The girl mama found out about it. (laughs) See, old people on Facebook. (laughs) See, if she'd have done it on Vine, uh, uh, Instagram, Snapchat, Snapchat, never would have come to life. But you put it on Facebook, that's where old ass people are. (laughs) So her mama found it. Mm -hmm. This is the basis of all your troubles. Because her mama didn't just show it to you. Her mama has showed it to everybody. Mm -hmm. And it caused you so much embarrassment and humiliation, caused your ex that she can't face the crowd. So now your question is, what do I do when we come back? I got it for you. But in the words of Marvin Gaye's song to his ex-wife Janet, you were my wife my flower, my hopes, my dreams. Mm -hmm. And for you to understand what this means, I shall explain. I withstood all your jealousies, yes, and your mm, too. But I'd forget it all once in bed with you. But oh, darling, how could we end up like this? All right, Marvin. Is that here, my dear? Let me. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> All right. As Steve sings us out of this uh, <laughs> this letter right here, we'll be back with his second response uh, <laughs> at 23 after the hour. Subject: My ex ran off uh, my fiance. We'll be right back. Right after this, you're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
All right, Steve, uh, please, let's recap today's strawberry letter and get to your response. Uh, subject, my ex-wife ran my fiancé off. This dude's ex-wife, uh, he found out that he was engaged, called him and told me that she was happy and excited for me. And my ex said she was happy for me and wished me well. He said, which was a big lie. A few days later, uh, we talked. My ex, a few days after we talked, his ex-wife created a brand new Facebook page and called it the Thompsons and posted a bunch of old pics of their wedding and family vacation. Ooh, that's terrible. Then this dude's fiance's mama saw the Facebook page, showed it to my fiance, his damn mama. Her, see her damn mama in there. <laughs> this why you can't get your girl back, man, because she under the scrutiny. Her mama, look at this on Facebook. Sister Claire Reese, see this? Earlene done seen it. I can't go nowhere. Everybody done seen this here. This man embarrassing you like that. And now your friends done found out about it because you took it to your friends. And your friends have been commenting on it. Girl, this is new. So, now, and then you, I don't know why you told her that y'all talked. Mm. I talked to my ex because she caught, when everything hit the fan, I told my fiance that, yes, I talked to my ex because she called me. I didn't call her. I told my fiance I had no idea that the Facebook page existed because I don't deal with my ex at all. Your fiance didn't believe you, man, so she called my ex. She called your ex, and your ex gave her an ear full of lies. Oh, man, see, hit this why you dog that, man. Hell have no fury like a woman scorned. Now, That's listen right. to me. I thought hell have no fury like a woman scorned. I really thought for years until Shirley told me last year that that's not a scripture. And then I wanted to have a, a meeting with all of the old the, the theologians and all of them to see if we could get it put in. <laughs> you can't put nothing in the Bible, I boy. You cannot true. add oh to it. It says you that in the Bible add. you cannot add to it. I know that, I know it, that yeah. but I just think it's some, if something ought to be in there, I don't know why that ain't in there. I, and so they told me I couldn't do that, so I got off of that. So your, So she told your ex-wife, said that y'all still in love, that you try to see her. See, here's the key. Still try to see her. If the girl had something on you seeing her, she wouldn't have said you still try to see her. She'd have said, I got texts, I got pictures, because you got to text, somebody got a picture. You got to have phone records. They don't have that on you, dog. She lied and said, I still try to see her and that we still in love with each other and we talk often. Where the phone records? Of course, my fiance was all confused and didn't know who to believe, so she called off the wedding and we broke up. She mm. broke up because of that phone call and her damn mama know. Wait, what? Her damn mama. <laughs> you mad her at mama. Mammy, oh, oh, <laughs> mammy. <laughs> She oh, go from she mama to mammy. Now, you over there trying to explain that she's standing behind her daughter with her arms folded. Mm-hmm. With her lips perched. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's trying to protect her baby. Mm-hmm. She's trying to protect her daughter. Of course, my fiance, my ex found out about our breakup and claimed she felt awful about it. So she sent my fiance an email admitting that she lied about everything and she was sorry that she interfered. My fiance still don't want to marry me, and we barely talk at all. Now. 
See, that's crazy, man. Yeah, she that's that now, even though my ex admitted she was lying, I'm still suffering from what she did. Mm. Can you please offer some advice so I can get my lady back? I cannot stand my ex-wife for this, but I'm going to let God deal with her. I just want my fiancé back. All right, dog, here you go. First of all, I want you to take this notion to her. If she said you've tried to see her, what's prevented her from seeing her? If she say y'all still in love with each other, your ex would see you. But she didn't. Also, man, phone records exist. Pull up your phone records, man, and show you ain't had no conversations with this woman. So wait. Nothing extensive. So, excuse me, Steve, you're saying he needs proof to show if he has uh, physical he evidence. Mm. Okay. Hey, dog, we trying to get your girl back. Okay. She okay. going to love the fact that you worked this hard to research. Mm. Okay. See, a 30-second phone call, you can't arrange nothing in 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. That's, hey, what you doing? Hey, look, I ain't got time. I want to talk to you. Click. Mm-hmm. See, a lot of times yeah. they call there. and you play yeah. it off. Mm-hmm. You understand? So you got to get your phone records. And then where the text messages? You can't arrange nothing no more on the low low without text. You can't do it, dog. Mm-hmm. So get your get your records and get to Texas. Now, once you do that, you got to present your case. Hey, man, you got it. You you got you got to get on your stomach. And cry. Even though you didn't do nothing wrong, you want your girl back. Now, here's what young dudes don't like to do. I don't know how old you are, but you got some kind of sense because you said I'm gonna let God deal with that. Mm-hmm. So you got some kind of sense. Mm-hmm. You got to get to your girl. And you got to refresh her memory. Of what you you got to Michael hey. Jackson her. You got to remember mm. the time we fell in love. Remember the time when we first met, girl. You got to get to Michael Jackson, this girl, with some remember. On the phone, on the beach, <laughs> F dog, you and me, what about, what about, yeah, yeah, roll that tongue. <laughs> you got roll to get down. Boy. Well, I'm just going to throw a little something in it. Okay, what? Provided she hasn't moved on already. Oh, no, she hasn't. That fast, Shirley? Hey, men do it. You said that earlier. No. On another strawberry letter somewhere else. No, fiance, she ain't did that. Mm -hmm. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Plus, plus when women get hurt like that, they be a little bit. I've heard you guys say the best way to get over someone is to get under someone else. I've heard that on this show. You, from, you don't repeat the, what we say. You don't the, do that. From the guys. We're repeating what we say. While he's collecting all this. Do as I say, right. not as I do. Is well, that what y'all say? While he's collecting what all I this said. evidence, <laughs> she's out. <laughs> All right, guys, we got to get out of here. You can email us or Instagram us your thoughts on today's Strawberry Letter at Steve Harvey FM. Coming up in about 10 minutes, we're going to tell you about this new mystery surrounding the death of James Brown, the godfather of soul. Was he murdered? We'll talk about it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, boy, this story right here hit everybody, I think, in the gut. Now, you remember when James Brown died back in 2006 in December, I think it was Mm -hmm. right before Christmas or on Christmas Day, uh, his official cause of death was said to be congestive heart failure, resulting in complications from pneumonia. But it seems a lot of people just don't believe that. They're not buying that. In fact, 
A brand new CNN investigation reveals that at least 13 people suspect foul play in connection with the Godfather of Souls death. Nearly 140 people were interviewed for the CNN investigation with over a dozen people calling for either a criminal investigation into his death or for an autopsy to be done on his exhumed body. And uh, these aren't just fans questioning his cause of death. Dr. Marvin Crawford, who signed uh, Mr. Brown's death certificate, now says he has doubts that uh, James Brown died from natural causes and actually thinks he may have overdosed. Actually, he can't say okay. whether whether it okay. was... Well, what did he sign the death certificate for? Um... Well, he signed a death certificate because there was because he was he died. Yeah, well, he yeah. Just, so he just he over there just signed and he died. But don't you have to sign the death certificate with cause on it? You have to say why what you think the cause of death was. Yes. And so at the time he thought it was natural causes. He now says oh, he doubts that uh, James Brown died from natural causes, and he actually thinks he may have overdosed, although he can't say whether it was accidental or not. That's what Dr. Okay, Crawford so, is saying. So then his job was simply to sign the death certificate. He didn't do autopsies or none of that, obviously. No, they haven't done an autopsy yet. Dr. Crawford treated uh, James Brown at an Atlanta hospital and says he believes that Mr. Brown's condition changed too fast. He died that night, and I did raise that question, what went wrong in that room? Other people questioning... Oh, somebody came in and did, did something. That's what they say. Other people right? questioning uh, Mr. Brown's cause of death point to his personal manager, Charles Bobbitt, who says he was the only one with him. He heard James Brown complaining that his chest was on fire before he uh, lay down and died. The police never opened a criminal investigation when Mr. Brown died back in 2006, uh, nor did they perform an autopsy at the request of his family. Now, if you want more details on this story, uh, you can go to CNN.com. This is 13 years later. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. this is sad. So I'm sitting here and I'm thinking after 13 years, why is this just not coming out? Has, is somebody running wild with a conspiracy theory? Mm-hmm. And now, because this makes news and you can get eyeballs, <laughs> here comes, is this CNN.com or something? Yeah, that's what I yes. just said. You can get more details on <clears throat> CNN.com. Well, what are they and, going to? And it's an investigation, though, Steve. It, it's a lot of information. They interviewed a lot of people. So it, it, it's not bloggish. It's more of like a documentary on a website. They didn't show it on TV, okay, so but, it's information. Okay, I'm asking like, you and you're question. trying to find out why did it get started? Who started yeah, it? Well, That's yeah, here's my question. There's a woman involved, too. It's, it's here's my question. Yeah. A documentary on a website. Say that. So, now let me ask you something. Is there an official police investigation, or this is just some people investigating that's my only question. Well, they're saying the police never opened a criminal investigation back when he died in 2006. So, so this is ma- what I want to be weary of. I just want to mm-hmm. be conscious of this. I want us to mm-hmm. just think, why is this just not coming out? You know, people can write anything and post it and make it well, sound like, oh, so factual and newsworthy. But, but I think until you get a uh, a police investor to reopen the case... Well, let's just say this. Now, we all know CNN is a credible news source. We do know that. (laughs) They're newscasts, they are. (laughs) 
Well, it says nearly 140 people were interviewed for this uh, investigation by CNN, with over a dozen more calling for either they're calling for a criminal investigation or for an autopsy to be done. So, oh, so no. that remains. No, we're not finna dig him back up. That that it re- took us three years to put after he died to put him in there. Yeah, he was. We're out. not finna go back. His body was out a very long time. Uh, time. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah so it's a lot. Yeah, there's this, a lot of witnesses and information. It's a lot of information that yeah. they're talking about with this particular case and why wasn't an autopsy ordered from the family? Because the his family, family has to wanted request, it. Yeah, uh, yeah, they have to request an autopsy. They don't just automatically do it. If Are you saying died. the family wanted a re- uh, autopsy? Show? They did yeah, the- not. They did not request one. That's why they didn't do it. They didn't well, do an autopsy. He was out long autopsy. enough to get one. Yeah. Huh? He was out long enough to get one. He was in the front yard. He was in the in the front are, room. Are you guys serious right now? Surely, surely. <laughs> James Brown's body sat in the front yard for months. I know that, but come on. I we, what, don't we, say it. Don't say what it was. <laughs> I was trying, Shirley. What? Really, guys? Really? Steve, especially you. You yes. know how Augusta feels about you. Especially. And I love Augusta. Augusta. Everybody know this was wrong. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we reported on it. I mean, we talked about it during that time. We were on the Steve we Harvey Morning in. Show. We talked yeah. about Muslims it. You know, and they, Jewish faith, the body has to be in the ground at a certain time. Before sundown oh. the next day. I don't know yeah. which one. I don't know the route, but I know they specifically, the body has to be down center. Black people all of a sudden, you just up in the front yard under a tent with some lights. Man, come on. Yeah, so anyway, to answer your question, the police, as I said, the police never opened a criminal Can't investigation when he died because you guys are taking it someplace. We're trying to be serious here. We're, We're trying taking to be it serious. where it was. The poli- he was out for over a year. At and the a request of his family, they did not perform an autopsy. If you want more details, go to CNN.com. We'll be back with Reality Update and Carla right after this. You guys. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. I'm ready, I'm ready, and she is ready. Y'all better buckle up and hold on tight. She is here, Carla Farrell, with Reality Update. Well, thank you, nephew. What's up, Carla and Steve? Oh, you in it? Okay. Carla and Steve with Reality Update. You okay. sound like Nick Cannon hosting the Wendy Williams show this week. <laughs> That's loud. what it sound like. Yes. Uh-huh. Well, shout out to my co How you right doing? Now. Yes. Is that what he's saying? How you doing? How you doing? Is he saying yeah. all that? Yeah. Nick Cannon? Is he saying that too? Yeah, you know I love Nick Cannon. Wow. Yeah, he's got energy, energy for the guy. That's good. Yeah, that's good. All right, let's talk about Celebrity Big Brother. Uh, you ready, co-host Steve Harvey? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Did pick you watch your energy it? up. No, this is great. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Celebrity Big Brother. Okay, guess who got kicked out the house? Who? Tamar. Don't say no. Lo. Lolo? No, not Tamar. Uh, uh, what's his name? Kato? Trina? Kato. Kato Kaylee. Oh, Kato Kaylee. Kato gone? Yeah. Why was Kato he get kicked out of every house he in? What you say, Steve? What you say? Why he always at somebody's house? <laughs> He's the ultimate house guest, right? <laughs> he don't. He can live in a pool house. He can live in a pool. Ain't ever got nowhere his own. That is the funniest thing you have said. <laughs> 
<laughs> just be getting his ass put out. He couldn't stay at OJ's house. <laughs> he couldn't stay at the Kardashians' house. Stupid, Steve. He had a big brother. They put That's his real ass talk. off a of survival. He put his ass off an island. <laughs> he can't stay nowhere. He ain't never been on no show. <laughs> why Why do yeah. you get kicked out, Carla? Well, here's the thing. You know, Because he you... don't stay there. <laughs> what is his profession, Carla? I don't know. I guess media personality. <laughs> Wait, what? Listen, He's a renter. <laughs> he ought to be the spokesperson for Airbnb. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a great idea. I'm telling you. I hope he's listening. Now that he might be listening. need a yeah. place to stay worse than him. <laughs> Where does he live? <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Oh, that's funny. All right, that is so funny. funny. Okay, so here's the deal. Kato, Kaylin, you know, they, you know, in the celebrity big brother in the house, they all trying to make these alliances uh-huh. so they could kind of like all stick together. So it was Kato, you know, comedian Tom Green mm-hmm. and Lolo. And, and they get the strongest out, right? Tamar. Yeah, that's that's what you should do if you're smart about it. But okay. guess who got some strategy and he's just really kind of playing all of them real slick with it. I have no huh. idea. Former NFL star Ricky Williams. Ricky is slick. Ricky. Oh, is he? Yes. Yes, he's very slick. I like Ricky. Ricky just, he'll go to one group and talk to him, and then he go to another group. What well, they said. Such <laughs> Ricky, a, such Ricky, a, Ricky, I like Ricky it. campaigning around. He lobbying. Yeah, so they looking like, dang, Ricky, you, he don't care. He's mm-hmm. playing a game. He's smart with it. So, anyway, long story short, Kato Kalin, he's out the house, and then they had to do this house head of household challenge, and it was a haunted house. So the house guests had to make their way through this haunted house to find a set of keys in the fastest time. Well, guess who didn't do the challenge at all? That damn Kato, because he don't know where the key is to nothing. <laughs> he didn't have to do it. He, he, was, he was exempted. But guess who didn't do it? Who? Tamar. Tamar. There you go, nephew. Oh, oh man. You. No, she didn't do it. She said, I don't do haunted houses. I don't do no Halloween. I don't do clowns. I don't do snakes, which I don't Baltimore. either. Baltimore. Did she right. have that hat rack on? And girl, <laughs> girl. I don't well, do she caterpillars. I don't do birds. She ain't wore them birds. shades no more, has she called them? What'd you say? Whatever them glasses, or whatever that was over her eyes. Those futuristic glasses when she got yeah, into it with Lolo. Yeah, that back to the future thing. Yeah, Yeah, she didn't wear those, but pretty much she threw in the towel. She didn't do the challenge. So, but they had this little twist to the game. Well, the viewers got to kind of like be a publicist, if you will, for the celebrity and get to choose which celebrity they would like to save from getting voted out. And guess who the publicist, which is us, the American people, the viewers, guess who we voted to save? Save Tamar. 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 Yeah. Tamar will win the whole because, damn thing. Because what? like you said last week, Steve. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. You are absolutely correct. So there you have it. So I think the season finale is coming up uh, maybe tonight or next week. But I know they got a special show coming on Big Brother, Celebrity Big Brother tonight. So I'm going to be watching and I'll update you. But where is Kato uh, going to stay tonight? <laughs> Kato is at an Airbnb as Steve, my co-host. That is so funny. That is so funny. And we have to say, um, 
Steve, your girl, Real Housewives of Atlanta star Cynthia Bailey. I lost my train of thought. Listen to this. Oh. She ran into who she <laughs> thought this. was New England Patriots quarterback Tom Brady in Atlanta in the lobby of the St. Regis Hotel. Oh. This was so, so funny. She took a selfie mm-hmm. with this unknown man, and she talked about the experience of meeting Tom Brady on the red carpet. Then she posted the picture, and then she texted her boyfriend. You know, he's a sportscaster, Mike Hill, and you know that, Steve. You kind of mm-hmm. hooked them up. Put them together, and she, yeah, yeah. So she's telling her man that she met Tom Brady, and he's like, who is that? And she was like, that's Tom Brady. He's like, that ain't no Tom Brady. Did you post that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She, yeah a, she had all that posted just on Just like Twitter. Marjorie. What? Just like Marjorie. Marjorie don't know nothing about no damn sports. <laughs> just had a little Patriot hat on, just holler. I saw that at the game. I took my other daughter to the Super Bowl. Morgan at the Super Bowl with a Rams jersey on. Yeah. When uh, when golf threw that interception in the mm-hmm. fourth quarter and, and, uh, and, and the Patriots intercepted it. Morgan yeah. jumped up just hollering, yes! <laughs> I said, sit your ass down. <laughs> Ram jersey on, hollering. The Patriots just intercepted it. Oh. That wasn't a good play for your oh. team. <laughs> and shout out to Morgan. I talked to her the other day. <laughs> she said she had a good time. So there you go. There you go. Reality update. Some of the reality stars, they were all kicking it in Atlanta this past weekend for the Super Bowl. And we'll be back, what, at 20 after the hour. Hit me up at Lips by Carla so we can keep talking about this socially all reality show. We'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, uh, Tommy, did you have something you wanted to ask your uncle? I, I do. I got to because I don't know if uncle has heard about this. So, uncle, what? brace yourself. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm listening. The Lakers, okay? Yeah. The Lakers have reportedly offered eight players, including, check this out now, Lonzo Ball, uh-huh. Kyle Kuzma, uh-huh. Brandon Ingram, uh-huh. two first-round picks, uh-huh. expiring contracts, and offered to take... Solomon Hill's toxic contract off their hands. All of this for Anthony Davis and the Pelicans. Yeah. But the Pelicans said thanks, but no no thanks. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They not letting them go, though. See, see, the Pelicans is trying to be pimps, but the Pelicans is going to mess around and get played. They gonna get played because see, one more time, you... one more time. Check this out: Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, two first round picks. All right, expiring contracts offered to take Solomon Hill's toxic contract off their hands. Take that away from you. All we want is Anthony Davis. What? Now, with the two picks and all That's that cool. talent, yeah, they could have a squad. Mm-hmm. They could have a squad. Can I ask? But for one player, yeah. For, for, right for really, can I say this, y'all? And this gonna throw you. Uh huh. Mm. For currently, mm-hmm. probably the best basketball player on the planet with the most upside and tenure left to play. Really, yeah. Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. Okay. So he's a is bad right boy. now the greatest basketball player on the planet with the most upside. And tenure to play. In a very, oh. very close second, 
in a with the most upside and tenure to play mm-hmm. is that boy in the Milwaukee Bucks, that damn Greek freak. Oh that yeah, boy. I know him. Yeah. I know you well, that's that what they're saying. Right Steve Anthony Davis wants to play for the Bucks, the Lakers, or the Clippers. Clippers, you don't know what with Bron, Bron. So, so yeah. wait a minute. I'm just, I'm just saying though, with all those people they're offering for him, how much money? That's like a billion dollars or something, isn't? It? No, I mean, that's not. a lot of money. Yeah, no, ain't no billion. I mean, I know it's not a billion. I know that. Yeah, but I'm they just don't, saying, they don't that's want a lot. To. They, they gonna wait and see what Boston wanna do. Mm-hmm. They gonna wait and see oh, what. Oh, okay. But the Bucks, the Bucks can't get Anthony Davis. Cause they have nothing to give for Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. The Bucks not Bucks ain't got enough surrounding players to give up. They not gonna give up the Greek freak. There ain't no way they give that. Boy. That's not gonna happen. That's they gonna they happen. can't give him up. He's too great. He's greatness, man, up there in Milwaukee. If y'all saw more games of him, y'all we would understand. That boy right there is spectacular. I saw that uh, sixty minutes piece on him. Yeah, it was very. Can awesome. Magic oh, make this happen? Yeah, man, Magic, they going to make it happen. They going to throw in everything and throw money at them. L.A. got paper. Yeah, they must. Well, That's the trade the deadline is today. It's today. NBA trade deadline. It's today? It's today, Ooh. 3 o'clock. But the- see, what the Pelicans going to do is they going to let the trade deadline go by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They going to keep Anthony Davis, I predict, and just try to hold him to the end of the season and see what they got. But they going to mess around and mess up. But well, what you cannot have is a guy on your team that don't want to be there. be there. And Magic yeah. usually gets what he wants. I mean, his track record has proven that. They should have threw in eight movies and four weed dispensers and gave <laughs> all that to him. You see know what I'm saying? Just put put a little bit more from on From L.A.? You know, He's from stupid, From you in L.A., man. you get all that. He's you know. stupid. We'll have more of this. Get your nephew, Steve. We'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. In today's entertainment news, the Motown 60. This is a Grammy celebration TV special, which is going to feature a long list of legends. Uh, Smokey Robinson, what a legend uh, himself. He's going to co-host the April 21st CBS event with Steve, one of the kings, Cedric the Entertainer. Cedric, baby! Rounding out the cast or fellow Motown. Say what now? Uh, Cedric the Entertainer is going to co-host Motown 60, a Grammy celebration for TV. Come on, Smokey. Come on, boy. With Smokey, though, right? Well, Sid gonna have to carry all that weight (laughs) on the jokes. Sid is there for jokes. (laughs) Smokey is there for knowledge. Yeah, rounding out the cast. Stevie Wonder, Thelma Houston, Martha Reeves, Valerie Simpson. Boys to Men, and the one and only, the diva of all divas, Miss oh. Diana Ross. I know. That's love cool. her, oh, that's love mercy. her, love her, love her. If they can do anything close to what they did in the tw- on 25, remember mm-hmm. 25? Oh, yes. Everybody. <gasps> that's when Michael Jackson went into the Man. stratosphere after that with Billie Jean. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. Marvin Gaye was there. Motown 25 was the greatest music special in the history of music. Yes, Motown 25 was greater than any Grammys we've ever seen. Yes, Michael Jackson and the Jackson's performance was the greatest. The greatest, two greatest Grammy performances I've ever seen. Michael Jackson at the Grammys. I think it was the Grammys. One year he did Smooth Criminal. 
his sister Janet stood up and was just crying and clapping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when Michael Jackson did Man in the Mirror with the choir yeah. behind him at the Grammys, the next greatest Grammy performance I ever saw, uh, mm-hmm. Kendrick Lamar. Oh. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, 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 yeah. Kendrick, oh, yes. Kendrick Lamar's performance at the Grammys the other year mm-hmm. was one after Michael Jackson. Yeah, I've never seen nothing greater than that. Wow, I'm with you when you're right, man. And I called him and told him that, man. Oh, what did he say? You didn't even tell us. What did he say? Oh man, oh, man. be it's humble. Honor. Oh yeah, he was a good brother, man. Be, he hum- said, be humble. He uh, yeah. Man, I'm calling my grandma, man. Steve Harvey called me. Man. <laughs> that has to be that has to be something special for the young guys out there now to get love from you, Steve. I'm sure. I mean, you know, you know, mm-hmm. man, the ones that's respectful. You know, mm-hmm. everybody's not respectful, and, and I get that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, here's the deal though with me as a man: you don't have to like me. Mm-hmm. You really don't. Respect though. But you do have to respect me though, Absolutely. and you should respect me. Because I respect everybody's body of work. Mm-hmm. I respect everybody's existence in this world. I respect you. You may not be my dude. You know, we ain't hanging or nothing like that. But it's a lot of people I don't hang with that I respect. Mm-hmm. Well, let, let me say this, though. All y'all that's calling him uncle, I'm going <laughs> to let that slide. Okay? I'm going to let that slide. But y'all do have y'all own damn uncles in y'all family, though. Y'all do. Why y'all ain't hollering at them? I'm just saying. Get your own Steve. uncle, man. Damn. <laughs> Wait, I'm upset though. Did did you not say Otis Williams and Temptations? Did I did I not? Uh, ain't, if Otis, ain't nobody coming to see you. Ain't nobody coming to see you. Nobody coming to see you. My movie. All right, coming up, the last break of the day. Steve will have some closing remarks for us. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back at 49 minutes after the hour. Right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, it's been a good day. We've had fun today. Talked about a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff. But uh, you have more stuff to take us home with today with your closing remarks. What you got for us, Steve? Well, my remarks today uh, is in light of all the news that's been on television. And for us as uh, regular people, how do we, how do we uh, manage it all? How do we interpret it? How do we decipher it to fit into our lives and one of the things that I watch all these politicians and politics is a it's not a really clean profession to me it's so mm. it's so doggish man it's so cutthroat it seems so hypocritical at times and everybody if you're in a certain party you all feel the same way and I just don't believe that to be true I just don't really believe that. I think that people in politics stake, take stances with their group so that they can have power as a unit. Nobody agrees with everything anybody does. I, I don't have yet to meet that person. And so I don't want us to take a page from politics. And I'm talking about forgiveness, you know, uh, this whole thing about they going in people's past and they and they holding them accountable for it. I want us to remember something. Remember when you were little and you were taught the Lord's Prayer? 
And there's a line in it says, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. The other version is, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. I was taught to believe that what that meant was, when you say, God, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. I was taught by my mother, who was a Sunday school teacher, that that meant that we are going to trespass. She says, son, you are going to cross a line of where you're not supposed to go, be, do, or see. And you are going to cross that line. You are going to have to ask God for forgiveness for those trespasses. For all the times, little Stevie, that you will cross that line into territories and things that you're just not supposed to do. So when you go to God, and you ask God for forgiveness of those trespasses. The next line says, as we forgive those who trespass against us. So God holds us accountable. This is what my mother taught me. You may have a whole nother interpretation. That's you. I'm just telling you. So she said, when people do you wrong and cross your line, the way you forgive them is the way God is going to forgive you. She said, that's what that line means. She said, so if you want to ask God for forgiveness, you're going to have to be more forgiving. She said, you can't hold grudges and you can't hold people to their mistakes and ask God to forgive you for your mistakes. She said, that's what that line in that prayer means. And you say that every night because you're going to do a lot of wrong. And Lord have mercy was she right about that. So in light of what my mother taught me as a little boy, and I've tried to carry that on. And I haven't always been good at it. I want you to know. I held something malice in my heart for a guy for seven years. For seven years, I held malice in my heart for this guy. Probably not that long, but it's, I think it was about seven as I remember. Give or take a few. But I had to one day forgive him. And I learned on the day that I let it go, the relief that I felt. And as I've grown older, I've learned that forgiveness is not for the other person. See, you sitting up in here, I ain't gonna ever forgive him. I'm not gonna ever let them off the hook. What they did to me, I'm gonna make them pay. So now what it caused me to do was, it caused me to have to put thought and energy into that. Every time I heard his name, every time I heard he was over here, over there, every time something happened, man, I had to conjure up his name and what I was going to do when I saw it. Bishop Jakes told me, not forgiving a person is like you drinking the poison waiting on them to die. So what I'm saying, all of this is to say this. We need to be forgiving as people. We need to understand that the past transgressions of people, who are we to hold people accountable to that? That's the amazing thing. Who are we? You ever heard this, the phrase, uh, uh, people who live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones? You know, mm -hmm. uh, so... I'm sitting up here going, all of us are going to be in need, are currently in need, or will need, or have needed God's forgiveness. But we can't seem to muster up none for nobody else. So I keep hearing my mama all the time, forgive us our trespasses, and we forgive those who trespass against us. 
I want us to not take a page from politics because politics has political reasons for bringing up a person's past. They want a seat in a house. They want to try to get control of this state and they keep bringing up stuff from people's past to bury them currently. That's that's a dangerous slope we've got on. So for those of us that's not in that business, stay out of that business. Be forgiving because you too are going to need forgiveness one day. And God is going to forgive you the same way you forgive others. So we all need to be a little bit careful. Just think about that in your day-to-day, okay? Just wanted to say that to you today. Oh, that's what I wanted to say today, so I said it. Drop it. Drop it, Steve. Yeah, that was good. Drop it like it's hot. Everyone should forgive. You're absolutely right. I'm telling you, man, it it, it serves no purpose, Second chances. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't ever want to go back in y'all's past and bring something up and say y'all ain't no more good now. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Geico knows there are many reasons why you ride. From the exciting adventure of the daily commute to the peace of mind that Geico always has your back with 24-7 access to claim service and legendary customer service. But Pamela Mund had one reason in particular. My skin is extremely averse to most fabrics, except for the soft, buttery feeling of leather. Thankfully, I found my clan of leather lovers in the biking community. It's been life-changing. Geico Motorcycle. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Business as usual is a thing of the past. These days, when it comes to helping businesses evolve and innovate, a little unconventional thinking goes a long way. T-Mobile for Business breaks with convention to help businesses realize new possibilities. They offer America's largest and fastest 5G network, a reimagined customer experience to give you solutions in the moment, and premium benefits like 5G with every plan. Get unmatched network support and value without any trade-offs. Details at T-Mobile.com slash unconventional. Open signal awarded T-Mobile fastest 5G network based on average speeds. USA 5G user experience report January 2021. Capable device required. Coverage not available in some areas. Some users may require certain plan or feature. See T-Mobile.com. 